Will you accept this rose? Break. Dramatic season yet. So dramatic. Wow. Wow, I can't even believe it. That episode was a roller coaster. It sure was. How's everybody doing? It is a Monday, uh, January 18th. Third episode of The Bachelor just finished airing. As you heard, Joey is here. Joey, how you doing? Doing great. Feeling great. It's great to be back for episode three. Uh, good. Uh, Joey, I got some good feedback from uh, in the second episode, and much of that good feedback was actually about you. A lot of that good feedback had to do, people said that you sounded very well-spoken. People sound that said that you made some good points. Um, I, people also, they did mention as well um, that you should not have defended Sean Lowe. You should have just fell on the sword and kind of took the L in that situation. But again, people are saying that you sounded very good, and I can't help but to agree with them. I thought you did a great job. Uh, wow, I'm surprised. I kind of thought I was a complete mess, but that's that's great news. You know, you always do. It's like while you're doing it, you kind of feel like you're a complete mess, but it's it's really not as bad as, as you think. People just don't really care uh, as, as, as much as you think. I thought you sounded great. I thought, I, th- I thought you did a great job. I also wanted to, to congratulate you here a little bit. Your Buffalo Bills are heading to the AFC Championship game. Uh, Joey did make a bet that the Buffalo Bills would win the Super Bowl. I think you're calling it uh, free cash. Is that what you're calling it there, Havlik? Oh, yeah. It's 100% free cash. Bills Mafia. We're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, it's going to be great. Literally I don't hate it. Wait. I don't hate it. I, I really don't. I, I, I like the I, I like the bill. I, we're not going to talk about football, but I, I don't I don't hate the pick. Uh, I am going to be rooting for the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. I've always liked the Chiefs. I like Mahomes. I don't know if he's going to play or not. Uh, so I'm going to be rooting against your bills this this, this Sunday. Um, but Joey does have a, a bet. He's extremely confident and he doesn't really have uh, any right to be that confident. But he but he is. Yeah, I like that. That was this is for all the guys listening. Football segment. Might be might be over, but that was for any guys tuning in. The the segment about the NFL. Yeah, there there you go. You got twenty <laughs> seconds about yeah, the NFL. Yeah, that, that, that was yeah, it. That's it, probably it. So, there you go. Yeah. So any. if you're if you're a guy and you wanted to hear anything about football, I don't know why you came here, but if you I was did, about to say, I yeah. would probably turn it off. Probably like now. Yeah, yeah. We we might do twenty seconds, twenty second bits on on, on football or other topics, but we do want to keep this bachelor. Uh, we do want to keep this bachelor uh, uh, a focus, being that this is a bachelor podcast, and have like, here's the problem. That I'm running into with 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 this 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 whole thing that we're doing. I like it. I'm having fun with it. I think it's going well. We're getting more listeners than I think I even anticipated. And now here's the issue. We need to name this thing. Because as people are looking at it right now, what they are seeing is this. They are seeing Mike Hongslow's pod, whatever it says, they just defaulted to that. So I just I started the podcast. It just it started out by saying, you know, the Mike Hongslow's podcast. I think is what it said. I never wanted to change it. I just, I never wanted to get so into this that I would be changing the name of it. I never thought I'd have to make a logo. We're at that point now. People are telling me you have to make a name. I don't disagree with them. Um, I like the Mike Hongslow's podcast. I also like the logo I have. If you're looking at that logo right now uh, and you're listening, you can see it's just a picture of a microphone and it says podcast. I found, I found that's a stock image. It's a stock image I found on Google. Apple needed a logo and I just found a stock image that said podcast and put it up there and submitted it and they gave me the green light. So it worked. That logo is horrendous. It absolutely has to go. (laughs) The name is horrendous. I, I honestly okay, okay. can barely even share that to Instagram. Okay. We need a name. Okay. We need a logo. Sure. People are asking for it to be on Spotify. Yeah, I heard that. We got we to gotta beef this thing up. Okay. Uh, so a name and a logo. So what you got for a name, then? Uh, you said we need a name and a logo. And you're, and you're big on the name. Now, you, you, you just said about uh, 10 seconds ago you hated the name The Mike Hongslow's Podcast, which I, don't, I, I understand, right? It defaulted to that. It's not a real name. So what you got? Give me one name better than that. 
<laughs> to be honest, I didn't really have anything. There in it mind. is. I'm there thinking, it is. I'm thinking like the Bachelor Boys. That sounds really stupid. Though. Okay, no, no, we're gonna. No, have, I, we're gonna I, have to do I get that. the right. Well, of course, we don't have to name it the Bachelor Boys. Uh, we're not going to name it that. Uh, actually, Absolutely sure. Not. Right, right. Absolutely not. But I, I kind of, I kind of get where you're the the path that you're going down there. Maybe it's the fact that we're uh, two men talking about the Bachelor. We could take advantage of the the male perspective of of, of this show or something like that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. I, so I, I want to go on record uh, for saying just again, uh, if you do have a name, let me know. I'll probably name it whatever you give me. <laughs> the the, 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 the bar first is name submitted is for sure going to be the name. Yeah. So. And, and I, I also do want to mention this. Um, I think we were thinking for the logo. Do you want to just take a selfie of you and me? Was that the plan? We we're just going to do a selfie. That actually sounds like a great plan. Yeah. I think the logo is just going to be me and Joey are going to do a selfie. I don't want to design a logo. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm not designing a logo. We'll take a selfie. We'll throw it up there. The next time you see it, hopefully, the next time you you, you listen to this podcast, hopefully it will have a new name and uh, it will have a new logo. And I think the logo, what what do you think about that? The the selfie idea? Do you think that's, what do you think about that? I I think that's a good idea. Otherwise, anybody that we know that does graphic design, also if you want to submit a logo, it very well me the first logo submitted may be well, our logo. Right. They can't submit the logo un- until they know the name, right? Because the logo has to, I think, kind of reflect the, 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 the name. So, yes, if there are graphic design people out there, and they really did want to take a shot at that, 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 w- that would be uh, very nice of them to, to do that. It's also not, ex- not I- expected. It would be, a, it would be a, a very pleasant surprise. But I think, this, I, think th- I think we'll just take a selfie. You know, we'll throw that up there. And if this does pick up steam, um, and if this really does pick up steam, because I, I don't think this is bad. I think our podcast is pretty good. I, I really do. I, I, I decided that about two days ago or so, I decided this is good and I'm going to continue. I'm going to kind of pursue this a little bit. I'm going to talk more about that. I think at the very end of the show, um, I wanted to ask you one more question. We, we, and then we are going to dive into episode three. Um, no shortage of things to unpack uh, in, in episode three. Um, what do you think about doing a live podcast? I always want to get your thoughts on that right now. Have you ever thought of that? Now, I understand the initial hesitance on that because anything we say live, we could accidentally screw up. We could say something really dumb or say something really cringy maybe that we did not mean to say, right? There's that risk that you run when you do it live. But here is my thought. We have rolled through these podcasts in pretty much one take. There have been very minor edits. I think people listening may have been able to catch. There's actually one edit in the second episode that I thought was hilarious when you were doing your power rankings. I don't want to go into it, but yes, we, we, we've taken very, very small edits of maybe two second segments where we maybe lost our train of thought um, or, 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 or something happened and we cut that out. Other than that, we've been rolling through this thing in one take. We've been doing pretty good. So my thought is, and again, feel free to shoot me down. Give me your genuine thoughts here on the, on, on the live podcast. My thought was... After The Bachelor airs, we could start a live podcast 30 minutes after The Bachelor airs. Worst case scenario, nobody listens to it live. We just throw it up on the podcast uh, the next day. Thoughts to that? Uh, I mean, I'd be down. I mean, I'm going to say dumb stuff regardless. I mean, yeah, that's, right, I mean, that's a right, given. I mean, whether it's right. live or not live, yes. dumb stuff is probably going to be coming exactly. out of my mouth. So, yeah. I mean, I mean right. either either way, I don't think you can I really think, go wrong. No, I, th- I think you're spot on uh, 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 correct um, with with that. Uh, dumb things are going to come out of my mouth, too. Or we're going to say dumb things. That's, that's the, kind of an inevitability of being on a podcast and talking for 30 consecutive minutes. You will say dumb stuff. We are going to screw up. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to say jokes that are not going to land. You're going to say Sean Lowe was the first bad start. There's going to be all kinds of things. You're going to do an 80 seconds into our <laughs> debut podcast. There's going to be all kinds of mistakes to be made. I think it'd be fun. I'm just throwing out the idea. If anyone heard that and they think it might be a good idea, let me know. Um, but I, I think that might be fun. It might get a little more listeners. And people could call in. They could potentially call oh, into the we, show. Oh, Collins! That would be have, that's now, have, now. Now you're cooking you, with you gas. You like that? Yeah, you like that, this that, now, don't you? Call, you Collins. like the Collins? You could tweet, tweet at us. Yeah, you could, and then here you go. No, but seriously, that's the benefit of doing it live. People can ask questions right then and there. We can answer them. I like that. People can call in. Um, people can tweet at us. We can interact with people as they listen to the show, which I think could be very exciting. And then again. Um, we we just throw it up on the podcast when we're done. So it's like we're doing the same thing, but we're just doing it live. And I am I totally think that we can do it. So um, were you going to say something? I think that's a good idea. I mean, I think what you were saying, like, to be unique, um, yeah, do it live, be different. 
uh, two guys doing a bachelor podcast. I feel like it's different. I, I like it. Yeah, I, I like I, it. Joey's all in for it. I, I, I am glad to get your um, approval, and I think it would be a good idea as well. I also want to mention, I am going to call out Dave Portnoy. Do you know who Dave Portnoy is? Have you heard of him? Yeah. Okay. El, oh, anyway, yeah, we're not going to get there. El Prez, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I shouldn't say calling out Dave Portnoy, but at, at tw- I think I'm going to do this towards the end of the pod- podcast because we do have to get into episode three here people are here to listen to the podcast they don't want to hear me talk about the podcast they want to hear me talk about the bachelor so uh, i'm going to call him out i think at the very end again i don't think calling out is the right word but i decided this podcast is good and i want to talk to him so um let's go in uh episode three um let's let's go ahead let's just uh kind of talk about the the elephant um in the room um well actually let's not talk about the elephant in the room which would have been sarah i want to very briefly touch on what happened at the rose ceremony to start the episode Marilyn out, Victoria in. Um, I was not surprised. Um, I mentioned on the second episode, and I'm going to come back here and say it again, I do believe Marilyn did everything correct. I believe that she handled the situation responsibly. I think she handled it maturely. She did not clap back at Victoria um, harder. She did not try to be a drama queen. She said, you know, you, hey, what, you know, let, what's up? Let's have a conversation about this. You know, and, and Victoria was not mature enough to have a conversation. Matt ended up selecting Victoria um, and sending Marilyn home, which, by the way, Marilyn, if you are listening to this, if Marilyn is listening to this and you still are single, you know, what's up? Uh, I'm Mike. And, you know, if you're uh, because I was I, I, I aside from her, aside from her being a very beautiful uh, girl, she was also very, very mature. And I was impressed with the way she handled it. But Matt chose Victoria. And she did not cho- choose Marilyn, which makes no sense um, to to the to to a viewer. Now, this would be a strike on Matt James to me and his character. Really, if you can't determine the difference between um, Marilyn, uh, the the difference in, in in personality between Marilyn and Victoria, and realize that Victoria is a a very um, uh, you know just just I don't even know the word. She's a bad person. She she just is. It's almost like it's like she's the evil stepsister. That's kind of the way I think about. It. I don't even know Cinderella. It's Cinderella, right? The evil stepsister. I think. Uh, well, Cinderella wouldn't be the evil stepsister. No, I know, but that's the that's the show, right? It was. It, I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, right. So the evil stepsister was in Cinderella. Is what yeah. I'm asking. Okay. 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 Correct. That's all I was saying. Okay. Anyway. Um, I don't believe that was Matt's decision. Uh, oh, and you're agreeing with me. Not, not and at all. I that have was... a serious problem with that. I have a serious problem with the producers saying, Matt, you listen to us when it could, because this is his real wife, right? I mean, at the end of it, it is his real wife at the end of it, right? That's the plan that it's, it's not a joke. So for the producers to say, Matt, we're making a show here. You got to keep Victoria. When, in my opinion, in my opinion, in terms of the entertainment that Victoria brings to the program, I think it's, I think, I, I, I've, I, am, I have not been entertained by her. I have not been. Uh, I have a problem with that. Uh, and I wanted to address that right away. Marilyn did everything right. Victoria did everything wrong. And Victoria got um, rewarded for it. It happens like that sometimes. It shouldn't, but it does. And Marilyn continued to ha- take the high road all the way out. Um, and I, uh, I, I was very impressed with her. And um, I, again, I'm, I'm not a fan of the producers doing that. What do you think? To play devil's advocate here, sure. I think that, <clears throat> yeah, it I mean, it clearly was producer pick all the way through, through and through. But I think that, um, I mean, think about it from this perspective, from ABC's perspective. You're giving, like, Matt James the platform of a lifetime, right? <clears throat> you're sure. giving him... I think they get paid to be on the show. I think it's salaried. Oh, that's a good um, question. Yeah, I didn't even think about so that. So you're getting paid to be on the sense. show. And, you know, he has this huge, massive platform. And he still gets to pick, I believe, the majority of the picks. So to have the producers pick just Victoria, she seemed like she was only the real clear producer pick. Sure. I think that it's still okay because he gets to pick all the rest. Think about that. How many did he, he picked, like, maybe, like, 14 tonight or something. I don't know the exact number. Sure. I, uh, and so I think it's fair to let the producers to make the show to get people to watch, um, to get, and which in turn gets Matt James paid, famous, etc. Instagram followers. How could I forget about that? Yep. And I, I mean, I think to make a show out of it, it's actually in turn helping Matt that they're having producer picks if it's generating more people to watch. Sure. Show. Very good so point. So actually, 
Joey, He's, look at Joey coming in with a great point. Yeah. E3, so, Havlick so showing so up. He's, he's benefiting. Havlick, I like that point a, a, a lot, and I, I don't think you're you're wrong. I'm going to stick with my uh, my my point that I do believe Matt should be the, the sole person responsible for all of the picks, being that this is his marriage. But you're also you're, you you do bring up a legitimate point when you say that um, ABC should have some say as well because it is a show. Um, it is they they are the the ones that are are pulling the viewers on this. There is no show, there is no Bachelor without ABC pulling the viewers, so they have to do what they have to do. Uh, that's 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 not a bad point as well. Damn, what, what up, Havlick? <laughs> Look at Havlick showing up. E three, dude, I love it. I love it. I, I absolutely love that. So now let's now let's dive into the elephant of the episode um which is sarah um joey sarah I, i'm gonna i'm gonna let you um go ahead and give your thoughts um first on on the whole sarah situation um just kind of walk me through what you think do you believe this is calculated do you believe any of that was cal well i i think we actually kind of learned it was not calculated because because she did leave but what, what i guess what are your thoughts on on the whole sarah thing so initially i did think it was it was calculated um I did. I've seen the show a lot when she initially fainted, but then was like immediately OK. I was like, OK, this is all just a big act. Um, however, I, I think that near the end of the episode, I, I did truly believe that it wasn't just an act. I mean, her dad has ALS. It's extremely sad, like yep. I mentioned in the last episode. Yep. And I believe with her leaving that it did seem sincere. I believe it. Um, should she still have interrupted the group date mm, to be debated? But I, I think that, um, her leaving w felt genuine. However, this begs the question, do you think it's the last we'll see of Sarah? I do. I hope so. Um, I'm not saying I hope so because I dislike Sarah. I like Sarah. I do. Um, I, 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 when she went on her date, I was very impressed with her, but I do not believe she is, I do not believe when she says I'm not cut out for this, I think she's right. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just believe there is, I believe, I believed from the get go that this was genuine. I even mentioned in the second episode, um, she was not ready to open up about her dad's ALS. She did. She was kind of forced to. Um, and I could tell that that weighed on her. She passed out not very long after that. And now I'm kind of putting the pieces together and I'm thinking, well, she passed out as soon as she got back to the rose ceremony where all of the girls were there. And that seemed to be so it was like two things. Number one, the fact that I think she was forced to be vulnerable too 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 early. And then number two, the fact that she went on this amazing date with Matt. Um, that that she really felt was 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 like I, I mean it, it was very very special to her you could tell um, you could also tell it kind of like there there was like this sinking feeling with her when she saw all of those girls um, doing the Fifty Shades of Grey thing you know that we we did with, we'll talk about the Fifty Shades of Grey date here in a little bit and about the fact that Chris Harrison has written a book has written a Fifty Shades of Grey style book we'll get into all of that you know what I'd love to do on this podcast I'd love to actually get a copy of that book and just read um, a few just just find a few of Chris Harrison's segments uh, see what he wrote I can't out of all the books he wrote that's the direction he went I didn't expect that I, I respect it yeah. I love it, Chris. Go for it. I can't believe he's an author. I had no idea. I did. I did. I, I, I did not know that either. Um, but again, um, I, I I do believe it was twofold. The fact that Sarah um, called it uh, uh, was was vulnerable too early, and then also the fact that um, Sarah saw these other girls connecting with Matt. So um, and 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 especially, I imagine seeing these girls explain um, in the Fifty Shades of Grey date. Um, seeing these girls explaining these kind of sexual situations with with Matt and stuff and, and seeing the other girls kind of laugh and, and I could tell that that was a lot for her and here's the biggest thing with Sarah that I, I could just tell and I, I really do believe it was all genuine I, I don't believe that she uh, her intent was to be malicious or calculated regarding time with Matt or taking time away from anybody um, but the the biggest thing that I noticed um, from from Sarah um, was the, the, the fact that she seemed to be triggered 
about something, something from her past. And I think she even mentioned infidelities or something that happened in a previous relationship or, 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 or something that was very difficult for her, which I could tell just really, really triggered her and made this entire process extremely difficult for her. Um, her dad's ALS, of course, was a, was a, was a huge uh, part of that as well. I think I'm, I'm very happy for her. I think she made the right decision in leaving. Um, I did not believe from the get-go that she was being malicious towards the other girls. I don't believe it was okay for her to up and interrupt the date. Um, I understand the anxiety. I could, I could, I could sense that for sure. I could sense that she was hurting. Uh, but you know, read the room here. You know, what are you, what are you, you can't, uh, you can't go up and interrupt a date, especially when you've gotten a one-on-one, um, and, and you've gotten a full date, you know, interrupting the date was a bad decision. It was, and I understand that she was in a bad place emotionally there, but that I know that that did not did not help. But but again, I think she made the right decision. I think we have seen the last of Sarah, and I I think we should see the last of Sarah, and I mean that in a very good way for her. Um, I think she made the right decision in in leaving, and uh, I'm 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 happy that she she did that. Well, because one last spin, kind of on this, and then we can move on from Sarah. It's interesting if you think about it this way: if she wouldn't have interrupted the date. And she maybe would have told him that the rose ceremony at a different time would she wouldn't have been bashed by the girls and maybe she wouldn't have left. You're right. Um, You're right. And maybe she would have regretted that. And maybe and maybe um, she would have gotten into this situation, this situation of, of, of her feeling very anxious. Maybe that would have just inevitably happened later. Because her dad's ALS, you know, uh, as sad as it is, it's it's not going anywhere. That is going to continue to weigh on her mind. Um, I, I do believe that she could not deal with the fact that there were other girls there that are getting attention from Matt. I think that she thought she could do this. She got there. Turns out she couldn't. Simple as that. Um, but you are you are right, though, when you, when, you, when you say, you know, if she hadn't interrupted the date, she probably wouldn't have gotten yelled at. Everybody wouldn't have, have you know, hated her. Um, and she, she might have been emotionally okay enough to stay. Um, but that that is not what 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 happened. But um, you you are absolutely right. That's that's a good point. Did you want to talk about the Fifty Shades of, of of Gray date real quick? I liked it. I thought it was a fun date. What are your thoughts on it on that on that date? Have you seen something like that before? Let me ask you this: Are the dates ever like kind of sexual like that? Do they have any kind of like sexual um, like kind of like attributes to to the to the date? Is that common at at, at all? Because I I didn't I didn't hate it um, for 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 the fact that. Um, you know, they're trying to find their husband, you know, and I, and I think I know it's very early, but I don't mind them taking this 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 more um, kind of sexual route during the date. I, I really didn't hate it. I thought it was very interesting. I thought it actually kind of makes sense. What, what were your thoughts on it? So two things. One, I've seen them do a date before where they like write comedy. That's definitely been done before. OK. Um, that's extremely difficult to yeah. ask to ask these women to write a stand-up comedy sketch, but okay. Yeah, I can't remember even what it was, or it was even like last season. I don't know if it was comedy or it was something. I don't know. I remember like Bennett was saying something. They've, that's been done before. Okay, but that okay, but that's but, more the, towards the writing aspect of things, right? Cor- correct. Okay. Another like sexual date that I'm thinking of on a group date was. I can't remember exactly whose season it was. I want to say Colton Underwood, yeah. where they were posing in swimsuits like under a waterfall. All the women were. Okay. And I think it was Colton's because I think it was Victoria F. Or somebody like ended up making out with him like under a waterfall, like in a swimsuit. And it was, it was over the top. Okay. Multiple girls I think kissed him on that date. And it was... It was intense. It was sexual. It was intense. Oh, okay, okay. I, I like this one more because the other the other one is is just kind of more the you know hot chicks under a waterfall, right? It, it's like this kind of forced them to be a little bit more creative. It forced them to be, I would say, just about as vulnerable as any person could possibly be. To stand up there and to give to to read off to read off you know sexual imagery regarding the man, uh, I'd say that is quite literally about as vulnerable as a person can possibly be. But I thought it was I honestly regarding the date itself, I thought it was fun. I liked it. I thought it, I thought it was fun. Like I said, I thought it was it put him in a vulnerable spot. Who did well? Can you remember who did well from the Fifty Shades of Grey dates? I don't remember who did well from that. I mean, I think that kind of who you'd expect, Victoria and Katie did well. Victoria did do well with with that. And not only did she do a good job with her writing, but she was also getting a lot of laughter from the girls. It feels like she was making rapport almost with the other girls there. Um, I, I think Victoria earned a lot of stripes with the girls this episode. Um, one yeah. for the group date, two for 
kind of her taking on Sarah mm-hmm. as Sarah was kind of emerging as a potential second villain, which <laughs> came to a uh, supposed, it looks like a halt here, but um, it was looking like Sarah was going to be a second villain. Anyways, I, I think that um, she did good, except for it was funny in that date. He, they were like, there was so much bleeping and it was maybe for dramatic effect even. Like at some point, like I didn't even know if they were bleeping out given words or just entire <laughs> segments. I don't know what it was. Well, they were bleeping out entire segments because sometimes the bleeps went on for about 10 seconds. You could tell they were editing out just entire, you know, sexual situations that, that could not be aired on, on TV. But yeah, sometimes they were saying words that you would think maybe should be bleeped that weren't. And then it would just get bleeped for like 10 seconds. So And everybody's laughing. And I'm kind of sitting here. It's bleep. And everybody laughs. I'm like, am I... Am I supposed to laugh to that? Because I don't know, I know what she I, said. I didn't know. I didn't know what ABC was going to give her about. Like, ah, they're laughing. I didn't really know. You know what? You know what? It kind of worked, though, because I kind of was. Like, it was all bleeps, but I kind of laughed still. Why did I do that? ABC, <laughs> it works, Joey. This show works. They're it's masterminds. They got it's us. It's working on me, even. It is. It is. It's just disgusting how well ABC has fine combed this program they have turned this thing into art when it comes to getting people to to watch and to stick around they they really have yeah i don't know i think when it comes to 50 shades of gray writing we might want to leave it to the man the myth the legend chris harrison <laughs> we're doing that I, I i honestly think that would be a great uh, bit on this podcast to uh to just grab or maybe we could like start an episode with that like you know how uh, right now it says uh will you accept this rose and then I play the intro music. Maybe we could throw no, that'd be kind of weird to just throw in a Chris Harrison um, uh, uh, erotica um, um, quote at that point. I, I don't know if that's the way to go, but yes, I do want yeah. to. Uh, I am interested. I find that just interesting that that, that he went uh, that direction. With Chris this. Harrison's an interesting guy. He is. He is. He is. He's a little bit of a Renaissance man, I guess. So that's all he does. That's his life, right? He oh, just yeah. hosts his, the show. Do you know how much he makes? What do you think? Oh, his, what do you think his salary? I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I have no idea what he makes. It's a lot. It's I, <laughs> this I, is going to be way too much, folks. I, I, I know want, Joey. I I, say, I, he's going to overshoot to it. I want to say it's like two million an episode. That feels high. That feels high. So what would well. that be like per season? The thing is, I think he gets contracted. How many, how many for, episodes are there in a season? Like fifteen. Like fifteen. But but the thing is, I think so he, he makes gets thirty million a year. You think? I, I think that here's the thing. Jeez. I think Chris Harrison is like I on think salary. I think Chris Harrison is very replaceable. Absolutely I think Chris not. Harrison is very replaceable. Now look. Now hold on. Give me a second here because I am not an elite bachelor mind. I have not seen this entire program. Okay, I admit that. What does he do? The dude just shows up and he says, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the final rose. Right. That uh, what, what, what is he doing? What how is he helping to f- I I'm, And again, I've only seen these few episodes in a couple of seasons. I don't really see him as somebody that's really facilitating the show so much to the point where he's really, really necessary. And if he said, ABC, I'm going to play hardball with you because you need me. If I was ABC, I'd be saying we don't need you. Goodbye. People are going to miss you. You've been the face of The Bachelor, but goodbye. You are replaceable. You, you disagree. Absolutely not. Chris Harrison is the hallmark, the face of Bachelor, and he is absolutely not replaceable. It's like going back to football. It's like at this point taking, I would probably say Patrick Mahomes, which unfortunately he actually may miss next game, but it's like taking him out of the NFL right now and calling it the same game. It's just not the what? same Wait, what? What does? Okay, well, let's. Maybe, I was saying, let's maybe like, dive into. No, I understood the the metaphor there. Let's maybe dive into this for a second. Name a couple things Chris Harrison does that you think are just completely irreplaceable that nobody else could do. I mean, I don't even think it's as much as what he says or what he does. I think it's just more of an image thing at this point. Sure. So I think this him not being on the show anymore. You're not going to get the viewers. It's just it's going to be different. It's like yeah, it's okay. I do get Actually, that. this I is maybe even that. a better analogy. Remember when Michael Scott, remember when Steve Carell, they tried to replace him on The Office? I do, but I also know that Michael Scott was The Office. He was. Michael Scott was the cornerstone of The Office. I do not believe Chris Harrison is the cornerstone of The Bachelor. He's The Rock. He's not, though. He's The, bachelor. the anchor. Whoever The Bachelor is that season is the anchor. Chris Harrison, I don't even know what he does exactly. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a—I I'm not a, I, I, I think Chris Harrison's great. I'm all for him. I just I'm saying I think he's very very replaceable from me just looking at it from an from an outsider's lens. All I know is last season when Chris Harrison was quote gone helping move his kid into college or something like that. It, I I miss Chris. 
Chris is the man, and I missed him. And JoJo, JoJo, JoJo could not. Uh, great, great bachelorette season, but she cannot be the host of the show. And they, they, she was going to host the show. Well, I do she, know who JoJo she is. Hosted. I have not seen her uh, in action. I haven't seen any of her seasons, but I know who that is. Yeah, she she hosted temporarily last season. Okay, it seems like the easiest job ever. How could you screw that up? I don't know, but she did. Did she screw up, ladies and gentlemen? The, uh, the, this is the final rose. That's all he really does. I mean, what what did she what did she screw up? Because hosting The Bachelor could be the easiest job ever. In fact, I want that job. I, I want to go on record right now for saying when Chris Harrison is done hosting The Bachelor, Mike Hongslow is gunning for that position because I that is that seems like such an easy job. But okay, you said JoJo um, screwed it up and uh, did a did a did a bad job hosting um, a show which I do not believe uh, requires a host. Um, what were your thoughts on Serena? She got the full day. We're going to do, well, let's talk about, I actually don't know where we are right now in terms of how many minutes we've done so far because I set things up wrong uh, when we recorded this, but, um, let's, I want to ask you about Serena and then we'll do, uh, we'll do power rankings at that point. So what, what are your thoughts on Serena? Serena, the date, I, I think maybe there's something there, but just one word keeps coming to mind. Forgettable. Sure. I, I felt like it sure. was forgettable. I think that's fair. I honestly can't even really remember the specifics. I know very that, nice girl. Yeah, yeah. They ABC felt it was so boring. They had to throw in a donkey, uh, which <laughs> I don't know if okay. I don't know. That okay. was that okay. was my read. You know how that's this, not the right read. I don't think it was so boring. That well, maybe I don't know. ABC is ABC's kind of next level when they when they, they know how to manipulate the viewers. Let me tell you, they got me. They got me. They got me. Hook line. That's and what I'm on this saying. Thing. When we yeah. were all falling asleep and they were. I don't even know. Matt's had some like other like generic cheers. I I feel like Matt Matt's I'm locked in on Matt though. I think he's doing good now. Do you? I I, I actually kind of have beef with him. I I'm not entertained by him. He's a cool guy. I think he's a good guy. Uh, I, for sure. I'm all for him. I, I'm not. The the purpose of this show is for entertainment. He does not entertain me. Yeah. I I think the thing about Matt that I'm still kind of missing is it feels like he has no edge. Like Tasha. Yeah, why I, I why yeah. I thought Tasha was one of the best of all time. I know she's in recent memory here, but I think that she had such a good edge. She was like the perfect combination of being nice, genuine, well-spoken, all these really good qualities. But then it was when guys came back, when Bennett came back, when Ben came back, she was just like, are you kidding me right now? You got to be joking me. Where, right. Whereas I feel like, granted, Sarah had other reasons why she left the show, but I think that... Um, even if people came back or it just seems that like Matt, he's, he's so afraid of stepping on toes at this point Yeah, where it's almost, he almost feels like a little bit of like a pushover. Yep. Like I, I think, sure. I think as the season develops, I'm hoping that he'll have more of a backbone, which I think he will. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see because in the final segment with Sarah, before she left, she told Matt, the girls beat me up emotionally and, and yep. X, Y, and Z. So yep. I'm really, really curious to see how he comes back and talks with the other girls because I'm sure that's coming first thing next episode to see how he reacts. Yes, I, I, I would agree that 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 probably is going to be his 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 next play there. Um, I yeah, I, I I didn't think too much of Serena either. I I I, I will say this about the one on one dates. What an advantage! What an advantage to get a one on one date. I mean, holy smokes! Does every girl get a one on one date? Of course not, right? No, you're shaking no, your head. No, no. so. These girls that don't get one-on-one dates, I mean, you're kind of screwed because you're going to accidentally make a connection with somebody. On these one-on-one dates, you're going to make, you're going to accidentally make, you know, and unless I could be wrong, I think you've mentioned on those one-on-one dates, um, things have actually gone not so good. And the bachelor, bachelorette said later, right then and there on the date, they they kind of they kind of went ahead and said, hey, sorry, not the right fit, right then and there on the date. Is that correct? That will happen sometimes too. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. risk with one-on-one dates. You can usually see it coming from a mile away, though, when somebody's kind of lingering on the show. It's usually like top eight or ten. Do you? Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Do you know if Matt chooses who he gets to go on the dates with, or if that is up to uh, the producers? Um, I'm thinking it's mainly producers. Yeah, that should be he might have. Cho- that should 100% be Matt's decision as well, in my opinion. This is because again, I know this is a show, but that is his real wife. And he should be in charge of his time. He should be in charge of who he uh, who he spends time. I could totally understand the producers saying, hey, only one date for each girl. No more than one date for, for each girl. I totally understand that. But I do not think the producer should have any say 
on that. And in, in fact, the more I think about it, the more I get kind of bothered by the fact that the producers have any input um, at all. While I do realize it's a show and you made a great point about that earlier, um, I, I do believe that uh, it's Matt's wife and that I don't know. I feel like you got to hold up. I, I feel like he should be in charge of who he spends time with. But I don't know. Yeah, You'll, you'll see, though, as as the show goes on. It's so interesting because the show kind of ebbs and flows like it's very predictable. Like, I feel like I could almost predict who's going to get the one on ones. Sure. Like having, um, you know, Sarah get the first one on one and Brie last episode. Um, that wasn't even that surprising. You could tell those were are two you getting, of- are you wait, hold on. Are you getting cocky right now? Did you just say you could predict who's going to get the one on ones? Because you 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 do this you do this have like you 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 get you get all you get all you 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 get all Sean Lowe is the first bachelor you 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 make your takes your takes are you know just garbage takes and then you get a little hot you know you're rolling on this pot you are you're rolling man you you got some good points today and now I think you're getting a little cocky am I am I am I crazy for calling you out here and getting a little cocky about saying I can predict the one on one dates. We got we got we got Joey over here. Get what, what? What do you think about that? What do you think about me calling you out right there on that? I would say it's called a humble brag, just a little humble brag. I think that that's the way to do it. You know, I, I could though. I could. I could honestly write this show. I mean, I could be a producer at this point. I've seen so many seasons. I've seen all the seasons. No, you like, haven't. Sorry, okay, with John Lowe. I'm, right, I'm not. Yeah, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole again. That 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 we we have beat that horse, as you like to say. The Sean Lowe horse has been beaten. We're not going to continue to reference back to that. Um, because we're just uh, we're just not um, okay. Let's do power rankings. We're at 34 minutes. Uh, my goal of for these podcasts is 30 minutes. We're not doing we're not doing a very good job with that at all. We are we are over again. Joey, power rankings. Um, hit me with your you you're gonna you're gonna give us your top five girls. And now let me understand the power rankings because I had a I had a very very challenging time with that last week, and I had a very challenging time with all of your picks and all of your brackets. And uh, I assume I'm gonna have an equally uh, challenging time this this go around as well if I know you. But we'll we'll see. These power rankings are who has made the best impression on you so far, right? After three episodes, it's kind of like who would Joey marry? After three episodes, could we put it that way? Is that maybe an easier way to put it? I would say that's pretty accurate. Okay, there you go. So this these power rankings are essentially the top five girls that Joey would marry, right? That's your your maybe that's not completely accurate. No, I mean I would say this is how it is. I would say the power rankings are how I see who who's in the lead. I love when he explains it. Who's in the lead with Matt? Who has Matt's heart at this point? Okay. So who I think, sure. given what okay. we've seen so far who Matt will end up with gotcha. it, it winning, essentially. That's, okay, that's, cool. Yep. cool. I uh, I believe I understand that, but I am not uh, completely sure. So uh, why don't you go ahead and kick us off at number five? All right, clear as mud. Here we go. So <laughs> yeah. I, I would probably say number five after today, um, Katie actually squeaks sure. in at number five uh, for multiple reasons. She, you know, she came out with the vibrator week one. Then she kind of disappeared. She didn't really get much screen time. I actually didn't even know for the first whole part of this episode. Remember, I, I was asking you, is Katie even still here? Because yeah, you were asking where vibrator Katie was. Yeah, and yeah. I wasn't sure either. Yeah, that's yeah, because I, I was like, I yeah. was like, where is she? Because I thought she was actually pretty strong. Um, I'm glad she's still here. I think she's actually a good contestant of the show. I do too. Um, and she was interesting. She like. Uh, was talking in the group date with Matt, and then Sarah came, interrupted the time. Then the girls pressured her to go interrupt it. Then she awkwardly stood and then waited and then interrupted again. Um, I like Katie. I think she has a backbone. She she got airtime. Um, I, I just want to say this very quickly about about um, uh, Katie. I thought it was I thought it was a cool moment at the very end of the the episode where. Um, where uh, Sarah, I believe her name, her dad is ALS, that's Sarah, correct? Sarah, yep. yep. Where Sarah admitted to, and which I imagine was not easy, because I can tell it's just not easy for Sarah to open up about her dad's ALS to anybody. Um, she mentioned that. She just uh, mentioned that to, um, uh, who's number, what's her name again? I don't know. These Katie. People. Katie, I'm sorry, Katie. Um, she opened up to Katie and said, my dad has ALS. You know, he has a terminal illness. He's, you know, months, maybe weeks to live. And Katie could immediately relate to that because her father had passed away. Now, I don't know if the and again, I, I hate to say that maybe this moment wasn't genuine. Do you think it's possible the producers could have had a say in that or not? I would not be surprised because it was. But I, I, I'm just just wait to answer that. Don't forget. Uh, wait to answer that question. One second. I thought it was a great moment because as soon as. As um, Sarah, I do got to remember. I do got to get better at these people's names. As soon as Sarah said, 
my dad has a terminal, a terminal illness. You could see something. It clicked right away with Katie. It clicked in her mind, and, and, and everything made sense. The fact that she... That fact that Sarah went up to Matt to talk to and interrupted her date, she now knows that was the reason why. She now knows that everything she it, it's like as soon as that happened, she's like, "Click, I can relate to you. I kind of know how you're feeling." And it's like they hugged, and it's like I, I was I actually felt like it was a very genuine moment. I don't know if it was producer influenced or not. Um, regardless, I thought it was I thought it was a good moment. No, I agree. I actually didn't even think about that. I think you're right. So. Your idea that the whole episode was actually leading up to that final conversation with her between Katie and Sarah, which I agree was was a great moment. Yeah. Um, it did show that Sarah was being genuine and wasn't acting it out, which yep. was good to see. Um, but I think you're right. Right when Katie mentioned that, it quickly resonated with Sarah. Or excuse, I think it was reverse. Right when Sarah said that, it resonated with Katie, and then exactly. she shared her news yep. about her own dad, which we didn't know. Which we did not know. Um, right. But I think you're right. The whole Katie interrupting the date, and then Katie coming back outside when Victoria was out there it was a mess. Then Katie came back out, and Katie was hard on Sarah in that moment when she came back outside after the group date. But then I think that was, I think you're right. I think it was all coming around to that final and moment. And that's the thing. It's like just in general, it's like people are so quick to judge. And this is just general. This is not, and I, I hate to get on a soapbox like this. I really did not intend to get on a soapbox like this. But it's so true. It's like all of those girls were so quick to judge. I could tell that, I could tell she was in pain, Sarah. I could tell she was genuinely in pain. I could tell she didn't want to hurt anybody. She did. Again, this is all my opinion. You might have a completely different take on it. Um, and all these girls were so quick to judge her. Um, little did they know that her dad has ALS. He's dying. Um, she wants to be there for him. She doesn't know how she feels about it. You know, it, it's like so and, and I'm not surprised. I, I kind of knew I was going to be getting into this with The Bachelor. I was going to be getting a lot of judgmental characters. Um, but I think they really shined through there. Um, and, and I think it, it took um, Sarah admitting to Katie uh, about her dad for them to, to really connect and, and, and to, to kind of make sense of, of the entire situation. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, on the other side of the coin, given the girl's position, they didn't know that about Sarah's dad with ALS. They didn't know her full story. Of course not. <laughs> so how, it was, how could you? But it doesn't mean that you can immediately just judge and immediately think that she's being manipulative or that she's... I, I, I Maybe that's a common theme in the show and you're nodding your head that, that had yes, that being manipulative and doing things like this is a common theme on the show. So maybe the girls just assumed this was kind of another um, uh, doing that again. Is, is that what you think? Yeah, 100%. I think, okay. I mean... The, the goal of the show is to win, which we know. And so I think they assumed, like wrongfully assumed, now we know, but I think they assumed that this is another tactic, this was another chess, me chess piece move to win the show. Sure. And I, I don't think the girls were completely wrong to do that, given the scenario, given they're on The Bachelor. Sure. However, and given that that's, a normal, that that's normal on The Bachelor for people to pull stuff like that. Cor correct. Right. I mean... Which, honestly, I think if if Sarah didn't, if she wasn't being genuine and if her dad um, didn't have ALS and all these other reasons, that I think that that actually would be a decent chess move for her to do, for Sarah to do. But it's get, so, get, it's it not, is. The thing is, don't call it is, a chess move. It's just called lying. But pretending thing, to pass out and pretending to cry and be up in your room so you can get more time is not a chess move. It's just lying and being manipulative. But I guess that's what you have to do to win the bachelor sometimes, right? Yeah. So, like I said, if like we know she's being genuine now, um, so I, I don't want anybody to think that I think she wasn't being genuine at this point. But I'm saying, given from the girls in the house's perspective, they yeah. didn't know that, and. Yeah, I mean, they th they assume you're going to do whatever it takes to win. Whatever it takes to get the gold medal, you're going to do. And if it means lying or, you know, pass like, you know, fake faking a pass out, whatever it is, yeah. um, they're going to do whatever you need to do. So actually, I think that if <clears throat> Sarah didn't have all this other stuff going on, to be honest, I think that might have actually been a good move because her doing that got more attention and everything else. But sure. Well, there you go. Um, uh, okay, number four. Uh, you said number five is so Katie. Number four. Number three and four, I'm just going to loop into each other. They're, they're pretty similar. I'm going to go Abigail three and uh, Jasenia four. They both didn't get much airtime. No, so they did not. I, I'm is, surprised is, by those. This is not based off this episode alone. Um, okay. It's kind of based off the season. So 
Abigail. It's kind of based off the season. I, I love what I. My favorite part of our podcast, Joey, is when you explain your power rankings. Because it, I swear it changes every time. You just said it's kind of my power rankings are kind of based on the season. What else could they be based on other than the se- I, I You're saying that, okay, you're saying they're based on the season. You know what? Just, okay. I, I, yeah, <laughs> forget it. Forget all of it. Three and four, uh, Jacinia and, uh, so, and Abigail. Yeah, I would say Abigail and Jacinia. Just because of the season that's happened so far, I think that um, I still think that they're they're strong. They didn't get much airtime, but that happens. They don't always get airtime. They can come back around. So I'm going three and four. Sure. What I want to spend more time on is number two. I have, as it stands now, I have Rachel. Okay. And this is why I want to unpack this one a bit. So Rachel, she, she's interesting, right? You can tell from the beginning she was one of the front runners, but why? Like, because she's smoking hot, right? I mean, I would say she's the most attractive of the women that are that are there. I, I again, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm just kind of thinking. She's, she's very, very, very attractive. There's no doubt about that. And that matters a lot to me when, when we're talking about a show like The Bachelor, where people are not going to be getting to know each other that well. They're not going to be getting to know each other's personalities that well. And I think that the looks could have even more impact on a show like this than they would otherwise have because they're not getting to know each other that well. I think that even subconsciously that that could potentially happen. I feel like that's why Sarah was viewed as a a front runner is because she is um, just a uh, she's an absolute smoke show. Uh, and, and and again, I, I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm just spitballing. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I, I think that Rachel, I, I actually it was funny. I the first the first episode of the whole season I don't know if you remember this, but I made the comparison. She looks kind of like Mila Kunis. Yes, you did say that. Yeah, and you actually thought I was crazy for that comparison. You were like, "No way!" Oh, I didn't quite see it. Yeah, no way. However, then I don't know if anybody's watched this, but Jimmy Kimmel's wife actually picks the winner every season, and he claims she has some really good stats on picking right. I don't know if that's true. However, she did actually pick Rachel as well. And she made the Mila Kunis comparison. Oh, so. Interesting. Well, hey, I, I stand corrected then. Have like if, if there's anybody we can trust, it's Jimmy Kimmel's wife. So yeah, yeah if you don't perfect. trust me, trust Jimmy Kimmel's, Kimmel's wife. wife. Okay, but got it. There's still more here on Rachel as yeah. to as to what's going on here. So like, I I saw that comparison. <laughs> However, um, I think it really does end up being much more than looks on The Bachelor. Maybe initially it is looks. Sure. Right. Um, I don't mean to say that's the only thing. I'm just saying that that might have more impact than people think. But yeah, continue. No, I I think at at this point it may. But that's why I'm still a little bit puzzled, though, because if you go back to the group date, Rachel was very vanilla. Her her thing that she shared was honestly pretty boring. It was it was not very exciting. Uh, it the was Fifty Shades of Grey date. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey date. Yeah, I don't remember. It was, it, yeah, it was forgettable. It was boring. And then if you remember, she actually had one on one time with Matt, and it was again pretty boring. Um, and then she got the rose. Forgettable. Right. Well, well, it was funny too. It they make ki- sense. Yeah, they kissed in their time um, after that, and it was so awkward. Matt Matt has been a little bit awkward with his kisses. Um, some of them are just very awkward, like. Uh, it just it, and then even like bef- like leading up to the kiss when he's kissing um, and that one was for sure. They just stopped mid conversation and it just was awkward. And then the funniest part, one of my favorite parts is Rachel called him out afterwards and she was like, oh, I just really wanted to go for it there. Like some line like that where yeah, it was I like, remember that yeah. where, where it's just like very awkward. And she called him out for it. However, I think her calling him out like that is going to do her so well yeah. because if you remember, well, you probably don't remember, but famously, Jordan Rogers, actually, Aaron Rodgers' brother, was on the show on JoJo's season. Yeah. He, he did that. He was the master, master of playing hard to get. Sure. And it worked out for him. Yeah, it goes a long way. Beautifully. Yeah, it goes a long way. I would imagine it would especially go a long way on this show uh, because these girls are all over The Bachelor. You take one girl to start maybe pushing back a little bit, I bet that drives him crazy. I bet, yeah, I bet that's a very, very powerful uh, uh, thing, and I, I do remember her saying that. Uh, anything else on, on, on her? You got her number two. I know that you do You do expect her to go a long way, for sure. Yeah, I have her winning my bachelor bracket. You do. And it's so interesting. Um, I'm in a bachelor bracket at work, and I think there's like nine or ten people in the league, and I think at least half, if not like slightly over half, actually had her winning the whole thing, and we pick our brackets 
after just seeing one episode. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So it's literally so why so, unbelievable. So let's, so let's let's try to unpack that then. You just said after one episode, about half of the people who turn in their bats or brackets at your work had Rachel winning, right? Yeah, Rachel. Why? That that's what I'm trying and, to figure and you don't, out. And you don't know why because you you just said a, a while ago that you could write this show. You just said you could be a producer. You you were talking a huge game, and I'm trying to now figure out what Rachel is bringing to the table. Do you think it is because she is um, uh, just just so gorgeous? I mean, what what do you think the reason behind that is? I mean, I think that, like I said, I drew because I don't know. I, I really don't. I have not found her to be. Um, I she has not made a big impact on me personally. I have not been really impressed with her. I really haven't been. So what are we doing here? I mean, it's what are we doing here with with, with Rachel? It is. It's got to come back to the looks, which again, I don't I don't it's very difficult to blame Matt for that in my opinion because it, it's just so obviously it's just like you there's all these girls like how can that not be an important part of it? Mike, how know? dare you? Are you accusing Matt of being shallow? Well, no, of course I'm not accusing him. Well, no, it's not necessarily a shallow. It's not he's intentionally being shallow. It's more of the fact that when there are 32 women, Joey, you can't get to know all of them that well, especially when there's so, which is such a large quantity of them. So I think even subconsciously, looks are going to be a huge part of it. And I think even more than people might think. I don't think it's necessarily... I, I can look at Matt. I don't believe he's a shallow person. But I believe that that might play into that more than people think. That's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that looks matter on the bachelor there's no doubt however and that, i also want to say that i'm sorry for interrupting you uh, that was kind of rude but uh all these chicks are gorgeous i mean they are i mean you, you can't go wrong i mean these are these are 32 beautiful women they're not they're going to put you know beautiful women on on tv um they're all gorgeous but but but, but go ahead joey i'm sorry you were talking no i mean i was i was just gonna say i think that looks matter on the show but they're only going to take you so far so if Rachel is truly very bland and vanilla, it, it's going to show. It's going to show, yeah. and she's going to get she's, – she's not going to win the show. And I'm just trying to figure out, is she more than just looks – or, you know, does she have a personality or does now she have the personality of a rock? Now, here's the thing. People don't necessarily dislike when you say she, she seems vanilla or what a personality of people. There, people don't necessarily dislike that. There are lots of people that don't need you to be this this super outgoing, fun, bubbly person. Pers people that don't necessarily dislike that. I do believe that she's holding back on on, on opening up. Um, but I I. I I, I, I don't know. I, I really do think um, a lot of this ties back to looks because I, I just have not been very uh, impressed with Sarah this far. Um, so, oh, I'm sorry. I got the wrong person. Rachel. Rachel. I'm sorry. I haven't been that impressed with, with Rachel this far. We got to wrap. We gotta, we, we're at 51 minutes, by the way. This is going to go probably about an hour. I wanted to go a half hour. We're going to double that. Um, <laughs> so I, I do want to wrap, but I think you have another point to make. Yeah, I have, I have one more thing on Rachel, and then I will give my final number one power ranking. Um you haven't seen this probably. I think it was in Colton Underwood's season. You know, my bachelor expertise coming back. Um, I, I think that um, I'm going to tell you a little story here. Oh, my God. So, How long is this going to take? Because we're at 51 minutes. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. We're at 51 minutes. No, I do tell the story. But we're at 51 minutes. And when you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a story. I, I mean, the way you said that, too, was like was like you wanted me to lay back and grab, like, grab, grab a box of popcorn. You know what I mean? The way you said it. Let me tell. Let me tell you a little story. Let me tell you a little story. That's like the people don't want to hear that. Let me tell you a little story. Right, That's so when you know you're in for the long haul. It's but, but fifty-one go, go, minutes. Go ahead. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys a little story. Yeah. So we will try to do a hard stop at an hour. I don't know. Hopefully, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think we're gonna go over an hour, but yeah. So here's the thing. There was a girl who I want to say it was Colton Underwood season. That feels right. It might have been like one before Colton. I don't remember, but. What I do remember is I made a bachelor bracket that season as well. And I had one of the girls on there making it really far. And I thought she was solid. We, again, we always pick after the first episode, after you get one chance to see the girls, you pick. And I picked her. I thought she was a good pick. I thought she was fairly normal. Um, and it was like on her first, I don't even think she made it to a one-on-one -on -one date. I think it was just like during one of the first cocktail parties or like the first group date. She had one-on-one -on -one time yeah. with, uh, with The Bachelor. And he was like, so tell me about yourself, blah, blah, blah. And essentially, she had no sob story. 
she had or maybe that's a harsh way of putting it she had no like backstory nothing monumental that had happened in her life okay that she she didn't really feel like she had anything to open up about she didn't really have anything to open up about he asked me you know what what do you do like tell me your story i know they really do want to figure this out they really do want to get and she was like well details you know i live a pretty normal life nothing really bad's ever happened to me i go out and you know have you know party with my friends on the weekend and you know that's kind of it like you know my family was like fairly well off middle class you know blah 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 blah. and he immediately immediately sent her home Hmm. mid-date he just immediately said this is not gonna work you're done you're gone so so that leads me to this point is that gonna happen with rachel is she going to have no story when they get on a one-on-one date because she's gonna get a one-on-one date she's somehow this silent front runner right now and is she going to have no backstory and is she going to get sent home yeah and the question is will matt have the backbone to send her home if if she is in a situation like that yes i think that's probably the bigger Spot question on. um which i don't um at this point i do not believe matt does i don't uh, uh i i don't like i said matt's a good guy i think he's a good bachelor you know i'd give him a c right now at the level of entertainment he's giving me has been pretty low i have really been getting my uh, my my entertainment fix through the girls and the uh, the the insane stuff that they do like i like i kind of anticipated but uh who you got at number one so i got at number one here i got um i got brie i still got her as number one um i have her number two in my bachelor bracket i still think she's really strong and i, I really liked going back to her one-on-one date I, I still just have her up front. She seems um, normal, but I, I think she has personality. I liked her. Um, she just seemed like she had her stuff together, and she had a backbone and had an edge, but still was really enjoyable um, when they had their conversations. And just, <clears throat> um, yeah, I think she's just super solid. I could see them together. Um, I'm keeping her her out front as the number one front runner right now. Yeah, she's cool. I like her a lot. I uh, I really I'm, every time I, I hear her talk uh, and just the way that she is, I'm I become more impressed with her. I think Bree is is great, um, and I think that's a good pick. You know what I'm going to ask you next episode? I think is who do you think will be the next Bachelorette? Because they will pick the Bachelorette from this pool of women, probably. Is that right? Um, I would say yes or no. Yeah, we. Uh, it's usually picked like between the last. Like maybe like top five typically. Okay. It's usually something that makes it further they into make the it show. They got to know them. Right? They got to yeah. know them. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Sounds good. Now before we we wrap up, I I, I did I did promise I was going to do this, and it is time for me to now do this. Um, and you can tell I'm a little bit fired up to do this. I mean, I'm excited to do this. Have you heard of Joey? I assume that you have heard of Barstool Sports, correct? Oh yeah. Okay, absolutely. Joey, yes, you have. And and, and and are you familiar now? This is a little bit of competitive analysis. Are you familiar? with a podcast that exists within the Barstool Network called Chicks in the Office. You are nodding your head yes. I want to get your thoughts on their Bachelor recaps. This is the biggest Bachelor podcast in the world. I wanted to get your thoughts on their Bachelor recaps. So I, I'll say this. I have listened to their podcast, and every week I don't listen to their full podcast, but they make like a little like Snapchat kind of like recaps. And I think they might even be on Instagram. I have seen those. And yeah. I've wa- I watch those every week. And I sometimes have tuned into their full podcast. Um, they're professionals. They've been doing this a long time. Yeah. I think they're good. I think they know what they're doing. Um, but I to say that they're by far the best, I, I don't know. I mean, there's always room for improvement. So you never yeah, know. I th- here's my thoughts on them. And I'm bringing this up for a reason. Um, it's two chicks. Their name is Rhea. And Rhea and Fran yep, are Rhea the name of the two girls. Yep. And I didn't really know what to expect of Fran because her name is Fran. You know what I mean? Doesn't that To me, that just seems like a 50-year-old cat lady name. I did not expect that to be like a young, hot chick named Fran. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But the name Fran threw me off. I'm like, Barstool putting an old lady on here? But she's not. She's a, Like I said, she's a young, attractive woman named Fran. Um, and they have another guy named Luggage Guy Trent. Do you know who that is? Luggage oh, guy Trent. Luggage Guy Trent is a true treat. So, so he is an elite bachelor mind. You are not. He is. Okay? Because I... No, 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 no. Hold on a second. Because I listened to the show. I listened to some of their stuff. And he is pulling stuff out from season five, season... I mean, this guy's been around. He knows this This show very well. And and that's that's kind of what I've learned about this, this, this show, Chicks in the Office. Okay? They are very, very knowledgeable about the show. They're more knowledgeable than you. Would you agree with that? 
Absolutely not. They, they are. Okay, that's just... Uh, Me and Trent are both elite, both elite bachelor minds. Luggage guy Trent, and they call him luggage guy Trent, I guess, because he did um, carry out the luggage, I think, for a contestant. Or you're not yeah, it was, you know, you know yep, no, I 100% right remember it. It was a momentous moment. Um, yeah, why, no, why, it was, why was that a momentous moment? It was a huge moment. Maybe in his life. Oh, it was a huge moment. They were in... Now, I actually don't remember the season, but they were in like Peru or somewhere in South America, and he did. He, he came in... And he grabbed some luggage of somebody that was going home, and it was just a huge moment. All right, it wasn't that huge. No, right. I get but it was. It was, big it was for, great. I get it was big for him, and I get it was probably big for the barstool um, uh, community. Um, uh, uh, but but yeah, I was impressed with him as well. Um, yeah, they're good. They so so here's here's why I'm going with this. So here's why I'm bringing these people up. They're knowledgeable about the show more so than you and me. They're pop culture. They know pop culture better than you and me. And I do take an interest in pop culture. I'm not on their level. I'm not. Um, this is a show, Chicks in the Office, the biggest Bachelor podcast in the world. This is a show for elite Bachelor mind. These are This is a show for people that want hard-hitting Bachelor analysis. And they, can, and they can pick things back from season 18 and make references to JoJo's season all the way to Sean Lowe's season and to these different people, right? Okay? It, it is a show for elite Bachelor minds, and we are better. Our podcast is better. I'm just saying it right now. And Joey continues to turn down the volume as my voice continues to rise as I get more and more excited talking about this because I listened to these chicks yesterday and I'm not saying that we are well, we know these chicks better, that we know the show better than these chicks. We don't. I am saying that our podcast is more entertaining. Now, hold on one second. Just let me address a few elephants with that statement, okay? Because the elephants are obvious there, right? I'm coming from the most biased perspective probably possible, right? I mean, quite literally, I am the host of this program. I can't come from a more biased perspective than this one. And I do understand that. We are amateur, we are amateur podcasters. There's a low level of production here. We don't know the show as well as them. I also know that Barstool is all about their brand identity. That's what matters to them more than anything. So I want to say this right now to Dave Port. I want to call out Dave Portnoy specifically, who is the president of Barstool Sports, and I want to say to him right now, hire me and Joey. Put our podcast on your platform because our podcast is better than the Chicks in the Office one. Okay? And yeah, I'm coming at him. I'm coming at him right now because our podcast is better. Now, I understand the knee-jerk reaction to that is this. You have two podcasts on the same platform, Right? You're creating a little bit of competition. The, the, the initial knee-jerk reaction to that is going to be no. We do not want to create competition there. Also, I, I should mention to people too, I live on planet Earth. I, I know that Dave Portnoy is not actually hearing this. I know this is all a pipe dream, et cetera, et cetera. But I want to give my honest thoughts on this situation. Um, our podcast is different. It's a completely different listen than theirs. It is, in my it is again, in my biased opinion, but I do believe this. I believe it was. it's more entertaining. It's a completely different market. You're getting a point of view from someone who doesn't know the show super well. You're getting a point of view of a self-proclaimed bachelor expert known for his flip-flops and occasionally horrible bachelor takes. You're getting a male perspective of the show. You're getting a perspective from a noob. And how many chicks force their guys to watch The Bachelor with them. I think that happens a lot. I think that there is a market for this type of podcast. I believe it could work on Barstool Sports' platform. I'm not seeking favors. I'm saying as a business decision, I believe that we are. I, I, I really do. I really do. I really do. And that is how strongly I, I feel. I decided about two days ago. It was about two days ago. I decided, you know what? This thing's good. And I'm going to and I'm going to pursue this thing. So that's why I'm on this this fiery rant right now. And, and the truth of the matter is, I don't know how well we would, we would actually fit into Barstool's um, Barstool's brand because, like I said, I'll, I do know this about Barstool Sports. Their brand identity is everything to them. They worked extremely. And, and if you are familiar with Barstool Sports, you're going to kind of know what that brand identity is, right? They are uh, it's it, they're marketing towards 20 year olds uh, who like to maybe you know party and have a good time, you know, just kind of normal 20 year old college college type people, and their their content is gen generated around that. I don't know if we if we fall into that brand or not. I I, I really don't. Um, but I believe if Barstool doesn't pick it up, somebody doesn't pick it up. I believe somebody else will. I decided, Joe, you like that, don't you? I decided two days ago, this thing is good, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to pretend like it's not anymore. So what's up? 
No, I, I like that. Good. I mean, I, I like that take. Good. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I think I think you're right. I mean, I don't know how many, you know, two male, um, you know, people talking about The Bachelor on podcasts. I don't know if that's very common. I'd probably say probably not. I'd have to go out on a limb and say that. I don't know if it is or not. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know if it is or not. And I, I, I'm sure that we're not breaking any new ground there by having two males uh, talking about it. But again, my point is, um, I, I believe it's very entertaining. Um, I believe we bring up excellent points. I believe that we are. I, I believe it's just an, an entertaining listen. And I'm coming from the most biased perspective possible. I continue to say that, and I continue to admit that because it, it is very true. Um, but but um, again, I, I just don't. Um, I, I believe that if if Barstool doesn't pick this up, I, I believe somebody else should because I think I think it's good. No, I, I like that take. I mean, yeah, no, it's, that's my take. Yep. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with that for a while. No, I agree. I mean, if you're hopefully if people are still listening here at an hour, over an hour. Um, no, I, I hope they're enjoying it and it's been fun. So that's yeah. a good point. I we'll mean, if see. you're listening to this, that's a good point, Joey. <laughs> I mean, hello. Hi. If you're listening to this still at one hour and three minutes, uh, clearly you must think there's something going on with this podcast, uh, as well. So, um, you know, I, um, I would, I would encourage people to, you know, ask their, you know, their friends that watch the bachelor, et cetera, et cetera. Um, get them, uh, show them the podcast, let, let them know, um, what's going on there. Um, otherwise we are at one minute and four seconds. Uh, Joey, this was our longest podcast to date. I thought the second episode was going to be our longest podcast. We have, uh, we have outdone that, um, by about, uh, 10 or 11 minutes. Um, I don't know. Maybe we could do hour-long episodes. That's not too bad, do you think? What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, we can still get the feel feel for it. I, I was thinking more... I'd actually like to hear from the audience. Is an hour too long for you? And if it is, we really will shorten them. Because my initial yeah. thought was, let's make them 20 minutes. I was thinking but, a but half hour was half good hour, originally. Sure. But, I mean, if we can go for an hour and there's it's you know it's all <clears throat> good content and people are willing to you know listen for an hour maybe an hour is the right amount yeah of time. that's that i guess i don't care I, I i'm having fun doing this um i really like doing this and um if people are listening um uh, an hour in uh, which I, I really genuinely lo- would like to hear yeah mike you know i, I listened in a, an hour in you know it was great uh, i stopped listening five minutes in it was awful uh, <laughs> don't give me that take if, if you stopped listening five minutes in and you thought it was awful don't tell me i don't want to I, I genuinely don't yeah. want to know i don't want i don't want that i i i i, I don't want to know uh, that was the case but if you're listening to it now and you said yeah an hour is good let me know but if it's too long let me know as well that's all i care is about what the audience thinks okay well joey with that we are going to go ahead and wrap up so uh everybody have a great rest of your day and we will see you guys next week As I ran the intersection Went to show dog's house They was watching you on TV raps What's the haps on the cracks Shake them up, shake them up, shake them up, shake them Roll them in a circle, let us in And watch me break them with the 7 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven Back door, little Joe I picked up the cash